0: welcome we invite you to open up your minds and your hearts and join us for i am not that liberating the self from the self and now your hosts tesra and Cola. you know you
1: look crazy that's all right we got it we ready,
0: <laughs> we ready? Right. so here well, we go so all right ladies and gentlemen we do have Megan McGlover in the house. <laughs> Very excited. Um, but before we do that, we are, uh, this is I Am Not That podcast. I am Tezra. And I'm Koa. And we are the, your co-hosts. And uh, our podcast is I Am Not That.
2: Liberating the self from the self.
0: So we have a really, really interesting, riveting conversation for you today, brought to you by Megan McGlover. She is a powerhouse, ladies and gentlemen. She is uh, nobody to contend with. I'm going to tell you that. She gets a straight no-shooter, and we love it. We love her energy. We love her vibrancy. We love the information that she shares, the insight. Um, she is an author. She has her own podcast. She uh, has an extensive Instagram following, uh, great personality. Um, so Megan McGlover, welcome, welcome, welcome. Give us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, both of you, for having me. I tell you, it is just a wonderful, wonderful thing to see uh, a beautiful couple doing beautiful things together, supporting each other. And so I'm just honored to be on your uh, platform, on your podcast and everything. It really is always an honor. It will never not be an honor for me to be asked to speak uh, and to 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 give my uh, opinion and or perspective and or knowledge of things so forth and so on. So I am very very honored to be uh, here at. I am not that okay. Uh, I'm very very happy to be here. Uh, I mean, you pretty much nailed all of it. Uh, I am I'm a truth teller, um, and so that means I tell the truth. and and sometimes the truth may not be as comfortable as we would like for it to be or feel that we need it to be. However, we always know that truth is better than non-truth. Truth Truth, truth is always better than a lie. Truth is always better than a fabrication. It's always better than uh, some make-believe, imaginatory thing. If somebody says, this is your father. And then you realize later 20 years that that is not your father. It does not matter if he was a good man or not. What actually matters is that that you were lied to and you were not told the truth. And so now after 20 years, you now have to try to figure out who you really are because who you were based on who you thought was your other half of you, meaning your father, is not true. And so now you got to go back over 20 years worth of everything that now all of it was a lie when you right. could have just been told the truth that this is not your real father. However, he loves you and he treats you as your child. And so you're actually even more blessed because you have someone who is not your biological father taking care of you. And therefore, you are even more of a miracle. Well, now, since a lie has been told, now you got to try to figure out, oh, Lord, well, oh, nobody really wanted me, and who's my real father, and oh, they must not love me because they lied to me, and all of this other kind of old thing, and lies are just a bunch of bullshit. And so if you tell the truth, even when it's not popular, or even when it's not comfortable, or even when you think someone can't handle it, Hmm. it really behooves you to do so because... It gives room for growth, evolvement. It gives room to allow the other person to see whether or not they can handle something or not. It gives you also the room to uh, unburden yourself from whatever it is that needed to be told. Love that. Love I, that. that so, yeah, yeah. So, so that's just really who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm here for accountability. I'm here uh, uh, to tell the truth, and I'm here to do it in a loving way it, uh, in a loving way uh, that hopefully will get the people to listen, to listen and just oh, they take, heed. Do. take heed, just take heed. I mean, you ain't got to do what I say, but at least think about it. Oh you yeah. Know? You grab
0: their attention. You definitely grab their attention. You are an attention grabber with your truth telling self.
1: Yeah. Well, but, well, that's what they say. That's what they say. But let's yeah. see what they do.
0: <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly. <laughs> so, so you've
2: been doing this. I mean, uh, from what i I looked up you you've been doing this since you were three years old. that that was actually very surprising uh, uh, kind of surprising kind of not, but i mean you've you've been you've you've done some speaking since <laughs> since a very young age. yeah, just
0: get...
2: so I, I just wondered, um you know, has it been consistently like have you been doing that your the whole time, or did you just recently make your platform when online, you know, was, was you were able to be online. I mean, when when did you start getting into just speaking, speaking?
1: Well, I am a third generation oratorical speaker. Okay. So my mother was an orator and so was my mother's mother. Okay. So my Mm -hmm. grandma was an orator, national award winning. My mother was national award women and so am I, right? Mm -hmm. So from the age of three, I was taught to memorize and speak, right? Mm -hmm. So to speak from memory and to orate, so through uh, dramatizations and uh, through the understanding of tone and the pronunciation of words and all of this other thing. I was actually taught to understand words and to speak them in a way that would grab a person's attention and make them listen. That's what I was taught to do, right? So I was taught to do that from the age of three. I wasn't necessarily taught to tell the truth, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit different um that was something that i i don't know that i learned that from my mother as much as i saw her not doing it the way i think she should have and so maybe i took that and said well i ain't going to play those games i'm going to do it direct so i have been telling my version of truth you know when you're younger you know you, you have your own version, right? So I have been saying things that young people probably should not say. You know, like my mother was constantly saying, Megan, you can't say that. And I was constantly saying, well, I don't understand why God, is it not true? I mean, I would say it all the time. And my mother would be like, it may be true, but you can't say that. Oh, well, I just disagree. Not polite. Well, I disagree. I disagree. You know, and so we would just, that would be, that is actually how I would have conversations with my mother. I would say something and she would say, you can't say that. That's not a child's place. And I would say, but is it true? Is it true? Mm. I can understand it's not a child's place. I got that part. But in my, what I'm saying, is it correct? Yes, that's correct, but don't say it again. All right, but you heard. And I remember as a child, I would tell my mother, I can't wait. It was something about being 40 years old. I used to tell my mother, I can't wait till I get 40. Because in my mind, I was a child. I thought 40 was old. You know, like, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get 40, because I'm going to say what I want to say, and she would just laugh, and she was like, you ain't going to do it, and I was like, when I get 40, and it came long before I was 40, I was 30, I was 25 years old, telling people, you kiss my ass, so whatever, (laughs) you know, so, you know, that was, uh, so, so yes, I have traveled the country, um, speaking uh, in competitions and and speaking uh, at universities and -hmm. and all kinds of things. And so what that set me up for was just being able to uh, eloquently, if you will, say what it is that I'm saying now, but do it, I was set up, I was given a foundation so that I can do it in a way that it's received.
0: Mm Hmm, good. Um, so, give us a little bit of um, background. Like, what kind of spiritual upbringing did you have? Because we're going to get into that part of you as well, because I know that you're very spiritual. So, but in your
1: upbringing, what kind of spiritual influences did you have? Okay. So, I was raised Seventh day Adventist, very, very strict Seventh day Adventist, SDA. Okay. And what that means is it's just a, a, a it's a Christian version of Jewish Judaism okay so it's it's Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown is the Sabbath we were raised you don't. you don't eat meat you don't drink you don't smoke you don't wear jewelry you don't really wear makeup uh it's almost kind of like Pentecostal kind of sorta uh but with more of a health message and so forth and so on they're very very big on education uh very very big on uh you know having Loma Linda University La Sierra University Oakwood University uh, Pine Forge Academy very very big on having their own uh, institutions for education okay that's seven Adventist. okay very strict um but my mother was also a classical and gospel pianist and since she was i don't know 3 or 6 or whatever she was playing the piano And she would play for churches on Sundays for extra money. Well, because I was a child, I had to go with her, right? So I couldn't stay at home while I was five or seven or nine or whatever. So I went to church on Sabbath, Saturday, for the indoctrination of it all. And then I went to church on Sunday because I had to. So I was raised kind of with both because... Mm -hmm. I went to church on Saturday, and then I went to church on Sunday. So just because I just because I don't believe what the Pentecostals were teaching, or the Baptists, or the Presbyterians, or the AMES, or the whatever church it was that she was playing for, doesn't mean I wasn't influenced by it because I was just a child, right? So as I got older, um, Adventism kind of got boring because Adventists don't shout. They don't shout. They don't speak in tongues. They don't do any of that stuff. And I was like, well, why ain't the people falling out? I want to see something. I want to see, you know- You want to be entertained. Yes, are you not entertained? Like I want to see, what the- ain't no Holy Ghost in here. And so I started going to um, Bishop Noel Jones Church when it was called Greater Bethany in Los Angeles off of Hoover. And I started going there because people shouted over there, you know. And, and Noel Jones is very, very intelligent, very intelligent person. And so uh, I started going to his church and then I went back and forth, blah, blah. But then I started reading, I believe the first book that I read that got me more into the understanding of the spirituality of things was a book called Living Buddha, Living Christ. And what it did was it mirrored Buddha and Jesus. You know, some people think Buddha and Jesus are the same person. So it started mirroring these two and I was like oh wow that's quite interesting so I started talking to my mother about it and she was like oh no Megan no you cannot read anything outside of the Adventist doctrine and I said well that that's not gonna work that's not gonna work because there's a lot of shit to be read now you're gonna tell me I can't read oh no that's the devil's playground I said well it's too late because I already read it and it makes sense to me so I guess we're screwed so Uh, From there, uh, let's see. And then I think from there, I just started reading. I think I really started reading. And then I started reading the Bible differently. I would read it, but I would read it in its metaphoric tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't read it as literal. uh, And then I started reading it literally. Like I I would read it metaphorically. And then I was like, oh no, literally, this might be what this means. Like Mm -hmm. it might literally mean your word will not return to you void. That might be literal, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I practiced Nietzsche and Daishonin Buddhism. I was an mm-hmm. activist. I did too. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had my own gohonzon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, in my do you still home. have yours up? My, I still have mine. I, I don't have it up.
0: Mine is know. not up, but it's there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's in the garage. I think oh. I can find it. Anyway, I feel bad about that. Anyways, and, oh, um, it's and uh, but I, you know, I have, I made my own beads and all that. I mean, like I was really into it. And then I got upset because it was too many black people in the Buddhist temple doing Christian things. And mm. I said, I said, wait a minute, y'all left the Christian religion to come over here and Christianize Buddhism. What are you doing? Like this, no, stop, everybody stop. Like this, stop. This is all this gossip and weird shit that's going on. Y'all messing it up. So, and then I was a little, I was something weird about that. I I enjoy Buddhism because it makes you, it helps you to understand that you are responsible for your life. The gonzan is a mirror and as you are chanting, it is a reflection and so forth and so on. So Mm. all of that was beautiful the problem with it was there was no God. I didn't like that part. And I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for there is no God. I still needed some kind of God at that time. Right. Okay. So then after that, I was still chanting, but then I started going to church on Sundays. I went to a another church. And I started going to church on Sundays and, and and that was good, but I was still chanting. So then it was like a mixture of that. And then I just started reading. And then I started reading about Hinduism and Ganesh and Lakshmi and, you know, Kali. And all. so I started reading about that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, wait. And then before that, before that, I was dating somebody that was into Yoruba, but they were using it for the dark side of it so i couldn't really i wasn't really getting into it but i needed to read it because i was like if this whole trying to do some funny shit i need to know what's going on do you need do you throw the salt on this shoulder or that shoulder i need to know so i started reading about it because i was like you won't catch me though like i okay who do i need to call if not jesus then who do we gotta call Shango? Yemong Zhao? Who
2: is we calling
1: up in here? Okay. Ogun, who do we need? To call? <laughs> I'm not in the mood for your shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I had read about that enough to understand the deities and and, and stuff like that, but I wasn't really into it because I wasn't really interested. I just needed to know for protection, kind of sort of, right? right? Right. So so that was uh that was like. After and during the Buddhism kind of sort of thing, then I went back to church, and then I started reading about Hindu and stuff like that, and then I just started reading about different stuff, just j- just you know different Judaism's. I started reading about different um, you know uh, sectors of of Native Indian. And De- I just read because I was like, what if it's all right? What if mm-hmm. all of it is right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to be well versed in all rightness. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Right.
1: So, and I mean, this, this, yeah. This, this, this is so sweet and great, but I only have an hour, so I really want to jump into- it well, don't cut do. me, oh no, don't cut me off. Don't cut me off, because I was ready at 12. So, we're going to do, we do, we do uh, and have to do, 10 minutes hold, then that's just what it is. We're no, not. It don't rush mean. me and Cole. Me and Cole are gonna talk for an extra 10 minutes after that. Don't tell me you're talking about it. that's all good and everything. And I, wanna, I, I would like to keep it. you I off. Time, I was ready. Okay. Listen, I'm not trying to rush you off at all, but I don't want you coming. At 2 o'clock, I gotta go. Well, I may have to go at 2 o'clock, but, but don't be trying to rush Oh, be God,
0: rest. No, I ain't gonna have to go. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the next question? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm no, we can go a little over and that's great. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, uh, I guess
2: something.
0: Yeah. So, I think it's just okay. So, I think it's beautiful because our paths kind of mirror each other, right? Because I, I went through the same thing that you did, except for I was brought up into like the Baptist church into the, uh, um, the uh, what's the shouting church, um you know, so, and I, so I went to the same paths. So in coming right now to this day that we are in right now, so many of us are prison, imprisoned by our own thoughts, by our own beliefs, by that conditioning thinking. And like you had on your live, um, she does a live meditation on Sundays at nine 45. And one of the people had put in there they want to breathe out old patterned thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, and I want you to really talk about this. And I know Koa probably has a question for you, but ladies and gentlemen, when she starts to speak, we're gonna be silent. And we're gonna let her have the floor and run with it. So glue your ears to your phone to your to your monitor and get ready. So, Megan, so talk to us about as people and particularly black people, how we are still chained to these old ways, these old conditioned beliefs and, and what we were taught and how is keeping us from reaching our highest potential and keeping us uh, from living a life of fruitfulness, a peace of harmony, of freedom.
1: Okay, no pressure, no pressure.
0: <laughs> but wait, but hold on, we may give you a
1: little out. What <laughs> kind of, kind of like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Change
0: the world. Go. Don't play because you, I was on your live this morning. I was on your live this
1: morning. So, you know. Not stalking me, okay? That's the first thing. If you could stop stalking me, then you wouldn't have to worry about what I'm doing or saying. Or, you know. if, if you okay. wouldn't come with the truth so hard and real yes. and lovable, I, you wouldn't have me stalking you. You're, You're, that. You're right. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, the reason why African-Americans in particular are having a problem with abundance, growth, the being imprisoned in thoughts is because these thoughts and beliefs actually are not ours. They are our parents. And, their parents and they're their parents and they're their parents and their parents and their parents. This is why when you go to a funeral in the black uh, community, you know exactly what the preacher is going to say. You know, you can, you can say what he's going to say, literally. You don't know the day or the hour uh, uh, the devil comes to seek and devour, uh, 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 you, uh, you, you could walk outside right now and, and and be killed by a car. You need to give your life to Jesus right now. Uh, you all of this. We know it's going to be the same rhetoric. He's going to say the same thing his daddy said. His daddy going to say the same thing his daddy said, etc., etc., etc. And that leaves absolutely no room for wonderment. And innovation comes when you wonder. Innovation comes when you are grasping at the unknown you cannot innovate something that's already there the the word innovation is creation right so you cannot come into an intuitive alignment with source of all when you are source has to be this if source has to be this one thing in this box then how can the universe bless you outside of the box. It's not possible because you're only looking in this box. You say, well, God, this is what I want. I want it right here. Right. And so if God, if you don't come right here in this box, then I don't want it. And so God is like, oh, well, I'm done with that box. I've given you everything that that box can contain. There's no, there's no other room for me in that box. And so if everything that you believe is in the box and everything else that you don't believe is outside of the box, and that's where the other part of your blessing is. And so uh it says uh, in the Bible, tell my cup, run it over. But some of you people don't want your cup to run over. You don't have a saucer at the bottom of your cup to catch your blessings. You don't have a straw. You don't have a spoon. You don't even have a napkin to catch the rest of your blessings. Not only that, you don't have your mouth nowhere near a cup to try to sip up the rest of the things that God wants to give you. You only want what you can contain you only want what you believe you only want what is comfortable for you you only want what your mama wanted but your mama lives a piece of shit life too so you have to make sure that you are ready for what you say you're ready for instead of this whole bullshit about oh well let me pray for strength well you got the strength you just ain't got the courage you have the strength you just ain't bold enough to think your own thoughts and you say, well, I understand what you're, what I'm, I understand what it means to be black and to have the culture and this and the other, but that doesn't work for me. I like to skateboard, or I like to ice skate, or I like to do quote unquote white people shit. That doesn't mean you're not black. It doesn't mean that you're not a part of the culture. It just means that you're you, <laughs> whatever that you is. And we have become indoctrinated in this. This bias, racist is what it really is. Understanding that black has to be a certain way, black has to be only this type of religion, black has to be AME, Kojik. You know, when you read, when you meet a a black Catholic that's not from Nigeria, you're like, What you know about being Catholic? What you know about Mary? You don't know about Mary. Because we're so, we're, we're, we're like, oh my God. Or a, or a black person that has uh, an ohm on their chest. You know how I many people have asked me, what does this 30 mean? And I'm like, are you, did you say three, Zemo? <laughs> 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 and, so, and so, you know, we, 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 we've got to get out of this mindset that it has to fit into our very, very mute, very small, very minute understanding. Exactly. Our understanding is so small. It, what you? It's a mustard seed. Seed. It is it, mm-hmm. that small mm-hmm. that you you have no idea about what is going on because you won't research. Not because somebody's trying to keep it from you. Everything is hidden in plain sight. It has nothing to do with somebody trying to keep it from you. Somebody said it wasn't, who Malcolm? Somebody said, you want to keep it from a black black person, put it in a book. book. You want to give it to a black person, put it in between a bun and call it a fried chicken sandwich. You, 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 You have to be able to speak the truth and say, okay, this is where we're at. How do we get out? We haven't been able to get out doing the same shit we've been doing. So that means we have to do something different, right? So let's try this. Everybody want to be Indian, right? Everybody want to claim Cherokee. Okay, we well do some Indian shit. Meditate. <laughs> light some sage. Go to a sweat. Find out what Indians do. Go into nature. Have some, have some respect for nature. Don't throw trash outside in the street. Do what Indians do, since you want to be Indian so bad. You see what I'm saying? It's not just in the skin color or in the quality of hair or kind of hair, shouldn't say quality, in the kind of hair, it's also in the belief system. It's in the culture, it's in what you do, what you think. What what do you think about yourself? What do you hear when you see yourself in the mirror? What do you hear and what do you believe, you see? And so that's what we have to do uh, as a community in order to get out of that. We have to, we, we, we've got to look at it for what it really is and tell the truth. And then we can make some changes, but we can't make no changes. If you're steadily trying to tell me something about, oh, it has to be right here. Well, it can't always have to be right here because that means everybody else who's been doing something else should be dead. And mm-hmm. everybody's not dead. so So make it make sense. You gotta make that make sense.
2: Next thank question. you, thank you so much, Megan, for that. That's that's excellent. That, that's actually leading right into uh, what I was wondering because we 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 went from just identifying like what's going on to, to sliding into the you know what do we do to change it. So I, I want to ask you what what um, practices, either I guess two parts. Like what are your practices that keep you, you know, keep you present? Just keep your you you know. Keep your eyes open and not <clears throat> sucked into all this nonsense. And and really more so, what, what what do you think other people can do who are, they're just kind of caught up, they're kind of stuck, and it's like, you know, what practices can you do to get on that path of Okay, that's a beautiful question.
1: W- who's that? Is that my thing doing it? Okay, that's a beautiful question. Um, the first thing you have to do is you have to meditate. No, no, no. Let me start over. I start. I start. I start. Scratch that. Edit that. Go back. Edit that out and bring it back. Ready? (laughs) That's a good question. Okay. First thing. (laughs) Okay, wait. Scratch that out. You people keep messing up. Edit that back. Rewind it. Okay. That's a good question. Uh, The first thing that you want to do is you have to change your eating. You have to change your eating because, and, and I don't mean everybody just hold on, keep your underwear on. I do not mean everybody has to just go straight vegan. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you have to understand, even if you don't understand, you you do have to understand at least this little tiny part. Everything is energy and everything is vibration. Everything is frequency. Everything, everything, everything. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, God rest her beautiful soul. She said that words stick into the walls and into the fabric of your furniture. And so you cannot just say any old kind of thing because words are matter. Words matter and they're matter. They're material, right? So everything is an energy, okay? Jewish people eat meat from their Jewish community because it's kosher. Kosher meat means that it has been raised a certain way It has been fed a certain, I'm talking about the animals. The animals have been raised a certain way. The animals have been fed a certain way and the animals have been killed a certain way. There is a scientific fact. There's a study that's been done. I ain't going to go all into the study. But there's a scientific fact that talks about the blood elevation in an animal at the time of death stays in the animal. And when you eat that animal, that blood level, you are now consuming into the body. So if an animal is being killed while it is in, in distress, okay, it's, it's you wringing its neck and whatever whatever horrible thing that's happening, they see the night coming, it's like, ah, oh oh Well, the animal's like, it's heightened in terror, fight or flight type of situation. So when you eat that animal's blood, you become fight or flight, you become afraid, you become whatever was going on at that time, right? So Jewish people eat meat where the animal has been prayed for. They petting it, the, they petting the duck or chicken or whatever. <laughs> it's okay, you're gonna go see your mom. <laughs> whatever, they <say. laughs> whatever they say. to the chicken. you say okay. the duck. Yeah. <laughs> gonna say you're gonna go see your chicken family and chicken run, and you know, whatever, and you know, chicken <laughs> Jesus, and whatever, and it's going to be so fine, and whoop, they don't even know that they're dead, right, so now you get peaceful chicken, <laughs> 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 this is real shit, yeah. okay, don't be serious, because I want the people to understand, this is very serious, okay, you get peaceful chicken, or you get angry chicken, I can tell you right now that that shit, that church chicken, them chickens is pissed, because <laughs> all the <laughs> Because all the niggas that eat church chicken is always anger. <laughs> so, so what you ingest is, you, you are digesting, okay? And what you are digesting becomes who you are because it literally becomes a part of the fabric of your being, okay? I mean, can so, I say something real quick on, on that? Yeah, because you have, you know, we always say Jewish
0: people, they're so powerful, you know, they have all the money. You know, they want to just speak with their community or whatever. And then we look at our community of how destructive we can be, of how um, abject we can be. And like you said, how we're always angry. But what you just said right there about the peaceful chicken and the angry chicken, Mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with the state of our community versus the state of their community. What we put in Mm -hmm. our bodies. Before Before you get to meditating
2: with your angry chicken in your body this is a great first step like really focus on your vibration and what creates it and what you feed yourself but so I it's get- gonna
1: be hard. So hard yeah yeah it's gonna be hard to meditate with angry chicken like it's just it's it's almost impossible right so you have to you have to like I said I'm not saying become a complete vegan and I'm not a vegan so I'm not saying do that But what I am saying is be consciously aware of what you're putting in your mouth and know that what you're putting in your mouth is either going to help you or it's going to hurt you. That's just, those are the only two choices you have. You either have help or hurt. You do not have kind of help, kind of hurt, right? So let's say, for example, let's say, uh, let's say I'm going out and I'm gonna have, and I know I'm gonna have two or three glasses of wine, right? Well, wine is not going to help me. It's not. It's just not, right? It's alcohol. But I know I can take a whole bunch of vitamins. (laughs) I can drink a whole bunch of water that is going to help me, right? So you have the help and the hurt. So I'm not saying don't do anything, but I am saying be aware. Don't be just like, oh, I I don't care. I'm turning them up. I'm smoking this. I'm doing that. And then you have no resolve. You're not in any you're not in any, like, consciously awareness of yourself at all. Like, you can't do that, okay? That's first thing, okay? You need to drink more water, okay? I don't know why Black people don't want to drink water. And when I say drink water, I don't mean sweet tea, hope. <laughs> I mean actual water, okay? You want to put something in it? Put some lime in it. You can al- uh, alkaline it. You can put some lime in it. Put some lemon in it. You can put a little cayenne pepper in it. Uh, and stuff like that. But you cannot sit up here and drink sweet tea and call that water. You cannot drink soda and say it's made from water. You cannot drink juice and say, well, it's made with water. Water, whole, just water, okay? You just need to drink water, okay? Because, because we are, uh, so this is not water, so it's a very bad example, but whatever. <laughs> so you have this, right? And if you, the vibration, the frequency makes waves in the water, If the body is not if, the body is 98% water. So that means we are affected by vibration and we are affected by the water that is inside of the body. When the body is dehydrated, it does not operate the same. You have to drink more water, black people, white people, whatever, whoever's listening to this, you got to drink water, okay? Now, first thing, you got to eat better. Second thing, you need to drink some water. Third thing, you need to meditate. The reason why you meditate is because so when you pray you talk when you meditate you listen some of you don't hear nothing because you're always talking so you can't hear anything you can't get any direction you can't you can't align to anything because you 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 don't talk to yourself either in something or out of something you don't hear any direction in the still small voice how can you hear a still small voice if you're yelling and screaming and talking and playing music and rapping and jumping around. And I'll sit your ass down and be still (laughs) and breathe for 10 minutes. Just sit down. Even if you have a guided meditation, which is like, like Ted said, that I do on Sunday, even if it's guided, you still need to sit down. You still need to sit down and you need to breathe because the breath is actually the healing. It's the healing. It's how you center and recenter yourself you come from here, you come from a centering of the chakras, a centering of the body, then your intention has more power. Then you have more strength. You have more confidence. If I, if I say to you, if I say to a child, well, I don't want to say child. If I say to the universe, let's just keep it real. If I say to the universe, um, uh, I, I, I'm going to the store and I'm going to park in the front. And I command a parking space in the front. That's one thing. If I say, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go to the store and you know, um, I, I I just need a parking space or you know whatever," well, I might get a parking space down the street, and I might get a ticket. If you're not sure, the universe, it, the universe is just basing things off of you. So if you can't come from a place of centering and knowing who you are, and you get to know yourself through your breath. that's when you can really say what you mean and mean what you say. But you've gotta be centered. You cannot be all willy nilly all the time. Well, I think, well, I'm not sure, twiddling your hair and all that kind of dizzy shit. You can't always do that. Sometimes you need to be sure and you can only be sure through your breath. You can only be sure by centering and knowing that you are in full and complete connection with God, knowing that you are in full and connection with your spirit, oneness with yourself and knowing who the self is. Other than that, you need to do your uh, your thankful uh, uh, gratitude uh, journaling. You need to journal. You need to talk to yourself. That is really, really important. Don't just let these thoughts be in your head. Write them down so you can see them. Human beings are visual learners. You have to look at this, because some of the shit, if you wrote it down, you'd be like, damn, that's crazy as hell. Like what? If you wrote down, the stuff you say to yourself, like I'm fat or I'm ugly or I'm stupid or whatever the shit is you say, you wrote it down, you'd be embarrassed. But you let your, this stuff go on in your head and it makes you feel like shit. And then, and then you wonder why you feel like shit. Well, because you're telling yourself shitty shit. So if you wrote it down and you said, oh, wow. No, that's not good. I'm not fat. I'm skinny challenged. You know, or, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not fat. I just got to make some other choices or, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not fat. I just got to really, you know, stay dedicated and disciplined to what it is. I've I got to be nicer to myself. I don't have to be such an asshole. And then you'll start realizing that you sound a lot like your mother. You sound a lot like your father. You sound a lot like whoever abused you and told you all of these lies. It was nothing but a bunch of lies. And then when you look at their life, you realize that they told themselves those same lies or somebody else told them those lies and you are mimicking after them. That's pathology. So if you write it down, you can look at it and go, these are not nice words. These are not right. Let me change those things. But when you just let it run on in your head and you don't really see them, You don't realize how much it's actually affecting you even though you don't know that it really is wow thank you
2: thank you so much thank you
0: yeah and you know it's really interesting because uh i came home from work the other day and and i do this exercise quite often because we don't have a private driveway, we don't have a we don't pay for parking in the garage so we have to find that free parking on the street so uh, I came home from work two days ago, two nights ago, and I knew I had to get up early the next morning. So it was already about 8.30, mm-hmm. and I had to be up at 5 o'clock a.m. Wow. And uh, I am not the morning person. I'm not just, you know, pushy-tailed and all bright-eyed waiting to wake up in the morning. She is not that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm <laughs> driving around, and I came to a and I already started thinking, thank you the universe for my parking space, right? Yeah. But yeah. when I started looking for it, it didn't show up right away. So then I said, I literally saw myself pulling over to the right and parallel parking. I, saw, I, I felt myself do this. And then I quickly let it go. I didn't attach myself to it. I didn't expect it anymore. I just let it go. And seven minutes later, what was I doing? Pulling over to the right, mm-hmm. <laughs> parallel parking. So absolutely. Because what you said earlier is so very important that our community does not understand is that everything is energetic. Everything is vibrational energy because you talked about money today Mm -hmm. and how money is energy. And that is so true. And we as a community, we don't realize that. So it's not that nobody's keeping money from you. Mm -hmm. It's your relationship with money and your interaction with money. What energetic frequency are you
1: existing on on the plane of money? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you, a cord, did you
2: want to say something? Uh, I just wanted to just, just really quickly recap. So it's like, you know, the, that food, I really love that you started with that. Just that, you know, so not the angry chicken. If you're into chicken, get that happy chicken. Make sure you wash it down with some water. That's right. Then yeah. That's right. sit your ass down and be still yeah. and allow yeah. that, that inner voice to, to, to strengthen. We all have it. It's either it's like... it. You just don't, you don't access it. It's it's dormant or it's just not exercised. So practice it and let that voice become something you hear instead of running your, running your thoughts, running your, your inner thought, your inner mouth, yeah. <laughs> running your mouth all the time inside your head.
1: Yeah. So, and you have to, we're going to get back to you, Tiz. You have to um, know what your voice sounds like. You, you have to know what it sounds like. Uh, there is a verse in the Bible. I can't remember what it is, but it's something. I think it's like in Revelations or something, and it says, uh, "My, my, my children will know me by my voice, by my certain sound, by my certain sound." And so, when you start getting to frequencies and the different frequencies, five twenty-eight and five thirty-two, and you know all these different frequencies and sounds and stuff, you have to be able to be attuned. I was talking to one of my clients the other day. And I was t- telling them about, oh, she had, that's what it was. She had uh, recently got a tuning fork and she was like, I didn't know anything about these forks or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, you know, Erica Badu wears them in her nose and she hangs it on her mouth. And she was like, she what? I was like, oh yeah, she always got a tuning fork. If you look at Erica Badu, there's a tuning fork in some weird place. All of her fingers on her feet. She probably got them in a coop. Ain't no telling. It's, it, she. <laughs> Then you wonder why people, you know, look weird after they start messing with it. Cause you've been attuned once you go up in there. You can't go up in there and come out same. <laughs> you don't been, been. alive. You don't even know. You don't went <laughs> up in there and bells start ringing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, anyways. And so, uh, you know, you have to really pay attention to the the, the, the things that you are listening to, the things that you're saying. What 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 part are you playing in it? Okay. That Now, the money. Uh, It's an exchange of energy. That's just the bottom line. Money is energy. It's an energy. And so it's just like an exchange of air, an exchange of water, an exchange of vibration. It's an energy. And so when somebody gives you something, they expect something in return. And so, and it's not just they expect it, it has to be. You do have to get, give something in return. You are not going to be able, there's no such thing as free money. There's no such thing as free money. Everything is an exchange. And so the problem is that when you, when you have this idea that, well, you going not give me money because my ancestors were slaves, right? Well, then you get into a little tricky situation because Now you're asking for something that may have been, there may have been some kind of agreement that we're not clear about energetically that we may be balanced and we don't know it, but you steadily saying, well, I ain't gonna do shit. Just give me some money. But that's not how things work. Now you may say to the universe, well, we are in a situation Uh, that was not set up for our success. And to be honest with you, I don't think the situation was set up for anybody's success except the 1%, to be honest with you. It's pretty shitty for everybody. Like it's not, I'm not saying that black folk don't have their own special type of shit. I'm just saying it's kind of messed up for everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you are in a shitty situation already and you say, well, I'm not going to do anything. I like to say the situation is not all that great So I'm going to put forth my effort and then I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to call my ancestors. I'm going to call all the galaxies, (laughs) all the aliens, everybody. I need everybody to come down here because I need a little extra help because shit don't seem balanced to me. So I need all y'all to come down here. I need a little extra help, but it does not mean that in no way you don't do any part of it because What black people are not understanding is we are co-creating with God. You must do your part. You cannot not do anything because the not doing something is a creation.
2: Mm. Yeah, excellent. That's really you're really talking. You know, it's hitting on that cause and effect kind of thing. There's there's always going to be this interaction.
1: Even no action is still an action. You still are creating, you are in ev- it, listen, if you're on this planet, you are co-creating, period. Yep. Period. I don't give a fuck what they told you. I don't care what your grandma told you. Tell, call her, tell her, Megan told me to tell you, you were wrong. I don't care. I'm telling you, you are co-creating with God. So as a co-creator, listen, if you were not co-creating with God, you wouldn't have choice, okay? So let's just, let's just get this down to the very layman's term, basic fundamentals. If you were not co-creating, you would not have choice. Okay, because you have choice means that you are co-creating your own reality. That's what that means. So if you're co-creating with God by not making a choice is in fact a choice. Just like I tell atheists all the time. If you're an atheist, you still are a believer. Well, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're a believer of nothing. It's still something they have proven that the black hole is something. There's no such thing as nothing. There's no such thing. There's always something. Even in nothing, there's something. There's something holding nothing. So there's no such thing as nothing, right? So you can't not do anything and just say, oh, well, I'm just gonna wait because they're gonna give me my 40 acres a mule." Or I'm just gonna wait, I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get my stimulus check or I'm just gonna wait because I'm gonna get this and the other. It's gotta come from somewhere. And there's going to have to be an exchange of something. So you want to be in a power play. You don't want to be in a victimized because you're still going to get screwed. When you get your $600 your $2,000 or whatever, you're still going to get screwed. You're still not in a power position. So you have to be in a position of power, whether you're getting, receiving, exchanging, accepting, allowing, promoting, whatever it is that you're doing, whenever you're doing this, you want to be in a position of power. You don't want to be getting hit. You know, you don't want to be playing dodgeball. You want to be the person with the ball. You know what I'm saying? And if you're playing dodgeball, what is the, when somebody is in the middle and they catch the ball that's being thrown to them, that's when you know like, oh, they're gonna get you. Oh oh my God, they're gonna get you, right? They catch the ball and they're about to slam your ass because they're now in a position of power. They're not in a position of being scared of the ball. Oh my God, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. It's like throw the ball, I'm going to catch it. Throw it. You see. So we've got to get back into our position of power.
2: Yeah, I, that, that, that's excellent. I, I, she said, you said the V word. I wanted to jump on that. The V word, victim. Uh, yeah. I didn't know- about vagina or vegan like, <laughs> like, please you
1: know, hurry
2: up with whatever the b v- v- word is what is it vagina no victims <laughs> yeah, victim.
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah 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 I, I really um i had a conversation not so long ago talking about um you know people we want we want this we want our rights we want all these things and you know because we have been slaves and we and they've been doing this to us and they're always doing this to, and then they're doing it again and the cop shot so and so you know, they keep doing it to us. So there's this victim thing going on. And then what I've noticed is when you attempt to slowly but surely empower or, or give some some ways of empowering people want to keep their victimness wrapped. Through, I call it a victim blanket. It's all comfortable and warm and want to wrap it around them. As soon as you take a little bit off their shoulder and let them know how they can actually empower themselves and how they have the power to do what they want to do and control their life or not, you know. Steer their life and create in their life, and not be unconsciously creating. That's what you were talking about. Whether you do something or not, you are either unconsciously creating with God, or you're taking the the you know the power and, and doing it with with mindfulness. But mm-hmm. I noticed that people don't like you taking off their nice, thick, warm, fuzzy victim blanket when you try to you know give them that power. You know, so what do you say about um, people who really want to cling to that victim conversation? I mean, like. How do you just get out of that? I mean, you know not i mean,
1: Well, you have to let them. I mean, what can you do? you going to just, what, you going to grab the blanket off of? They're just going to go back and get it. You know, you can't, There, I have a, a, one of my clients um, is having some issues with with a grown child. The child is grown. This is, not a, this is not a kid. It's a grown child, right? In his 30s. And she, the daughter, is <clears throat> upset about her childhood, um, because she feels that the mom, you know, over-disciplined her, over-spanked her in comparison to the sisters, and and so forth and so on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the mom has apologized on numerous occasions, and um, every time something comes up that the daughter's doing, that she shouldn't be doing, as an adult, um, she brings up, the she brings this up. She just keeps bringing it up, just keeps bringing it up, just Just keeps bringing it up. So I told the mom, I said, apologize one more time. I said, but this time, don't yell. Don't yell, don't scream, don't wait till an argument. You know, I told you I said I was sorry. You can't do it like that. You have to, you have to, you have to pull the dog to the side and say, listen, mommy was going through a lot at the time. Let me tell you some of the things I was going through, not as an excuse. I'm just giving you the reason. And so here's some of the things I was going through at the time. You did not deserve that I don't think that I was over spanking you but I could totally understand how you can perceive it in that way and I could not imagine how that could make you feel mommy is very 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 sorry I did not mean to do that to you Uh, is there anything that I can do at this point to better the situation let the child speak okay child 37 year old child but let the child speak okay now you have to leave it right there. You cannot, you cannot let the child keep bringing it up and then you keep apologizing. Can't do that. You have to, when child brings it back up, you just say, oh, we can't be possibly talking about the spankings anymore because we already handled that. Remember we had talked about that before? So we're not talking about that anymore. So what's really going on? What's the actual problem? Because we already discussed that part. Oh, you're not finished with that part? Okay, so do you need to go get counseling? Because I, I, I'm, I'm done talking about it. I've already apologized to you for it. I asked you if there's anything else that you want me to do about it. You don't want... So see, when you start talking logically to victims, they actually put themselves in a hole. They put themselves in a hole because what they'll do is they'll just keep going back, going back, going back, going back. And it's like, okay, we, we already handled that. So what's the next thing? What would you? What else do you want to do? So sometimes you just have to let a victim be a victim, and they may l- die in victimhood. I mean, there's nothing really. path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. What do you want me to do? Like, we can't. I mean, how many times do you want me to discuss you getting the whooping? Like, I can't. I mean, yes, you got a whooping. Yes, I whooped you. Yes, I mean, what, like, what, what else do you want me to do? I'm not minimizing it. I'm not saying that you don't need to go get therapy about it. I'm telling you, I apologize. I'll do the best I can to help that whooping situation. But when you get fired from your job because you keep t- going to work late and I bring it up to you and say, you're gonna always get fired from your job or I kept trying to wake you up in the morning I kept telling you to get up, da da and then you wanna bring, bring up whoopings. Mm-hmm. You're deflecting. Right. Right? So what has happened is society has been allowed through social media and through the conditioning of the mind to wash their dishes in the living room. They have been allowed to just change the subject, just just shit, just all over the place. You just outside washing your dishes. You 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 have a kitchen to wash your dishes in, but you just you just all out of order. You just just, oh, I don't care, I don't care. Megan, oh, no, Megan, Megan, they're shooting us. They're killing us. I can't breathe. Ma'am, we're not even talking about that. What are you doing? I said, save your money. Can <laughs> you talk about what? I said, eat, don't eat angry chicken. And you're telling me that it is a, a systematic racism <laughs> with the chicken. <laughs> okay. I mean, what What do you want me to like, like, sometimes you just can't even have a conversation. You're just like, okay, well, whatever. I'm not saying that in the black neighborhoods, in the poor neighborhoods, you don't have food deserts. I'm not saying that in the poor neighborhoods, you don't have angry chicken. I'm saying you do have angry chicken in the poor neighborhoods, and you do have food desert in the poor neighborhoods. That's why you have to be consciously aware of the shit that's going on. That's what I'm saying. But see, when you try to turn this conversation and use it, to try to make a point as to why you can't do better, well, then you probably can't talk to me because I don't want to talk about why you can't do better. I want to talk about why you can do better and how you can do better. Don't eat the angry chicken. Make church's chicken go out of business in your neighborhood because you're not buying the chicken. It will force them to put something better in your neighborhood because you have the power, because you have the money. And you're the one always spending it. So that's it. You don't have to be a victim. You only have to be a victim for as long as you want to be a victim. Yes, you can use anything you want. There's so much. This country has given so much ammo. You've got so many horrific things that have happened to African-Americans in this country. You could talk about, about shit that has been done for days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months nonstop. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it did happen. And because it happened, What are you gonna do about it? You really think that you can bully your oppressor? And you think that this fake-ass bullying that you've been doing by going into Gucci and Louis Vuitton and robbing them, you think that this fake-ass bullying that you've been doing has actually been working? It hasn't. It's just a plot. It's just all, it's all a part of a plan to make you feel better about yourself so that you let down your guard. Then they are gonna come get your ass. It's th- that's all that is. They just let you, they just want you to let down your guard. So now you got somebody in the office that's going to do something. We don't know what he's going to do. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And then, then you're going to be saying, oh, we got tricked, oh, the system, oh, the system. But I have already told you about the system. I've been done told you that. So you sometimes you have to let victims be victims. There's nothing really that you can do. You just, you just, you, you don't, you're not of equal yoke. So just. Right. Mm-hmm. Mind you. your business, just go on. Sometimes you can't yeah. rationalize. You cannot rationalize with the irrational.
0: I just want to speak to something that you were talking about earlier about this vibrational energy, right? Uh, because we lived in Harlem. And every day, every time I went outside on the streets of Harlem, every single conversation, 9.5 out of 10 of them, was somebody cussing somebody out but somebody talking about what they did you know it was always anger 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 complaint 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 and so in the co-creation that you have talked about how we are constantly interacting with the universe constantly 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 by the consciously or unconsciously i just wanted to speak to that point because we don't understand when we're always in that state of anger the only thing that we are doing is creating more experiences to reflect the state that we're in, because that's how we interact with the universe. So as a people, if we want to have, stop having things to complain about, stop having things to bitch and gripe and moan about, then we have to watch our own level of anger. The words that are coming out of our mouth, like you have spoke about earlier, right? So that is when you begin, when you become to become aware. And when you become to tap into that that self that you were talking about, then you begin to watch your words and watch your state of mind and your energy frequency. Then you will start to, you know, see uh, uh, a shift in your own personal universe because you have the power to do it. Mm -hmm. 110%. 110%. It's been
2: really great work that like to just to take this on, it's like, it's so weird how, how it could be interpreted. Like It could be interpreted like we, we're doing this interview, we're taking this kind of work on, so we can talk to you and give you this nice lesson so you can learn and then like, like we're talking from some lofty place. This is like a way to just continually be in practice and continually be just changing your, our own frequencies, our own vibrations and, and actually reaping the benefits of the work as well. Because like, what you just talked about, about these angry conversations, Desiree would say as we walk down the block, like, I I love when we get to, when we're in neighborhoods where you, like, your average conversation, you overhear, don't walking down the street is not, that bitch don't know me. She thinks she's
1: gonna come out, she coming out. Like,
2: every, every other block, you get this conversation like this, and then we go to another neighborhood, and it's just birds, and people are just, you know, helping each other. And, you know, it's like, And I remember her saying that we really wanted to move uh, like physically moved to an area where when I walk down the block and I'm just going to the supermarket, going to the store, I don't hear a conversation every other every other five six feet of that bitch don't know me and all this other stuff. And so I, I just that just reminded me of how I'm like really glad that we actually manifested that. And yeah, oh you know, this is like a very, very quiet neighborhood and the, the sidewalks don't have a bunch of glass and gum everywhere and it's you know it's like really cl- so. It, you know, you really keep that energy going. You do, you do manifest things that you want. You know, just based off of the consistency of mind and your thoughts.
0: Yep, and I know, and I know we gotta wrap up. I know, I know. But yeah, so basically, it is just taking that responsibility for yourself. Right, and so when you start taking responsibility for yourself, then the news outlets and media can no longer continue to victimize us. Because now, when they when COVID first broke out, what's the first thing they said? Oh, COVID is hitting the blacks. You know, more the blacks are dying more of COVID. But not saying the reason why blacks may be dying more of COVID because we may not have the better bias. We're probably not putting the right stuff in our system to be able to have an immune, a healthy enough immune system to fight against this. Or mm-hmm. we were putting this stuff in our immu- in our in our uh bodies that caused us to have diabetes, that caused our compromised immune system. You know, we have to really look at this in a in a in a, a more deeper lens than just see what they said? COVID'cause you know, we're dying first of COVID. You know, there you go. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, so parting words, Megan McLover, and I really Y'all don't want my parting words, or you want me to respond to that? Yeah,
1: okay, no, go ahead and respond to what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll respond to both. Okay. Okay. Okay, so so um you you are so much more responsible for knowing your own triggers than someone else for knowing your triggers. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. It is not somebody else's responsibility to know what pisses you off. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It is your responsibility to know what pisses you off and verbalize that this is what happens when you get pissed off. So let us try not to do that because I don't want to get upset. But it's not for somebody, oh, let me ooh, let me tiptoe around me because me, that's not how things work. It is my responsibility to know myself and to know what I can and cannot handle, right? So... I can't be around a bunch of people smoking weed, saying I'm a savage, uh, calling, people, calling women bitches and hoes and shit, and and, and talk about uh, sucking dick and all this. Stuff. I just can't. It just That's just, that's my trigger. Because the first thing I'm going to say is, oh, I'm in hell. Mm-hmm. This is hell for me. I can't, mm-hmm. this is not for me, right? But it's not for the people. Let's say there's 10 people standing over there, and that's what they're doing it's not for all of Harlem to change to Koa and Tez. It's for Koa and Tez to say, well, it's time for us to move. (laughs) Now, with that being said, you also cannot blame Koa and Tez for leaving Harlem and leaving what used to be the Black Renaissance, what used to be, I mean, the Harlem Renaissance, and what used to be a majority black owned neighborhood, you cannot blame them for leaving and taking their black money into someplace else. Because like Koa said, there's cause and effect. I do not want to live, I can be on one street in South Side Chicago and then go about five streets down, it's completely different neighborhood. You on one side, and it's smoking, you hear music, people, crackheads on the sidewalk talking crazy to you, gunshots, all kinds of crazy shit. You drive five blocks down going north and it's just like, like like Cole said, you got trees and parks and shit. You have people on the south side that will be at a stoplight and they will drop off what looks like their entire house full of trash on the floor. Just, just, just right out the car. Like just, like it's dumpster day on the, like what the, what are you doing? This is your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Then they get upset when somebody else comes in and buys it up. Mm-hmm. Well, you you didn't take care of it. So if I'm your girlfriend and you beat the shit out of me and treat me like shit, cough, cough in my face, throw trash on me and, and spit on me and pee on me and all this other kind of old shit, right? and you don't see, oh my God, this is Megan McGovern. But somebody else says, are you crazy? This is Megan McGovern, you can't do it. And they pick me up, wash me off, twist my hair up, put some glasses on me and say, okay, Megan, go. Well, you can't be mad. You can't be like, oh yeah, I used to be with Megan. Yeah, Megan ain't doing nothing. You know, Harlem ain't doing nothing. But now the Clintons do went over there to Harlem, bought up the shit. Now they got nice schools there. They got all these Jewish people that went in there and bought it out. There's any the other, now the rent is high because when the rent was low, you didn't appreciate it. You didn't appreciate it. So that it seems to be what, what is happening. You, you, black people don't know what they have until it's gone. And then when it's gone, they get mad and say, "Wait, wait, that devil's mind? All oh, these black and white people came here, gentrification, gentrification. Well, nobody would gentrify your shit if there was nothing to gentrify. If you kept your neighborhoods nice, but see, the problem is, again, ownership. You don't own anything. So, as far as you're concerned, the government owns it and you're getting free money. What i tell you about exchange of energy. You're living in a Section 8 house. You pay about $100 a month. The government pays the rest. You're third generation Section 8, by the way. So you don't understand about the exchange. But what you've exchanged is your livelihood. Mm -hmm. You've exchanged your freedom. You've exchanged any possibility of you ever being able to do anything that you want to do because you've taken free money for this one bedroom, one bathroom, maybe it's two bedroom. Mm -hmm project house or home or whatever, for you to live in this nasty, dirty, filthy, complicated, destructive project. It's a project, right? Not just a project by poverty, but a project. Like, literally, you are a guinea pig. It's a project, Mm -hmm. a science project that they have put together and they're watching. Years and years, generations and generations of people staying in the same shithole because you are shitting all over your own shit. And then you say, well, the government needs to come in here and clean it up. No, 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 sweetheart. The government is paying you to live in this piece of shit. Mm. That's how that's working. That's your exchange of energy. You take the money, they take your life.
2: Right. And for the- our, you, for take our listening- money,
1: you take the money, they take your livelihood. It's just that simple. It's not that. It's not complicated. It's very simple.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and, and for our listening, for people just listening only, uh, Megan was when she was saying you're taking that free money. There was definitely air quotes uh, <laughs> around air that. Quotes. Yeah, yeah, free now, money. Now,
1: those who are listening, cool. Like, I use my hands a lot. You should be visual, okay? Uh, <laughs> except if you if you're blind, uh, uh, seeing impaired, uh, I apologize, okay? You know, <laughs> people sensitive. All right, closing remarks. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. not really but okay we must not really but that's what you said i
2: don't she want don't it don't don't want to
0: end. end but i don't want to you know i don't i thought that you know i
1: don't want you to how questions do you have Tess? i'm not gonna be on here all day now <laughs> no no
2: no, it's, it's, just, it's just been such a treat. It's just amazing. Uh, it's been such a treat. have a, com- this is a conversation with you. So. Yeah, this and
0: is- I, you don't understand. I've been so excited about this all. I mean, you don't understand. He mm-hmm. will tell you. I have been so excited about this conversation. So mm-hmm. that's why I you know, I want to hold you. I want to keep you forever. But I know we got to come to a close at some point. So You <laughs> could.
2: Those are words. You those
1: those just see the way sitting like a little girl. Well, I know I can't open my present right now, but can I just shake it? <laughs> can, I, can I just shake it and listen to see if I can? Yeah. Can you give me some hints and clues? Can you, can you help me out? Can you just give me a. Okay, you want to ask one more question or something? I mean, you, you got something um, that'd be yeah. good too. I mean, it better be good as a shit. It, be you, know. it better be good.
2: Well, I don't know if she want to ask you what, what she usually asks. She has a surprise question.
1: Oh no, not that one. I, <laughs> I don't want to say. y'all already know.
2: No, not that one. No, no. <laughs> I, I want to do it anyway. I'm not going to ask you, but I, I just want to say it. She, a lot of times she'll ask a guest, like, what, what's your favorite curse word? We have very nice and spiritually people all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I, I love
1: them all. I,
2: I, think, I think you might have used all yours. Or you
1: use yeah, I use all mine. <laughs> I said, motherfucker, though. That's why I love Ellen. Motherfucker's a good one. Motherfucker's a good one. You know, Bernie Mac, God rest his soul. You know, he was one of my favorite comedians. I, I, I really, there's a couple of people that have died that I feel is very unfair that they died before I got to meet them. And Bernie Mac is one of those persons. There's a couple mm. of other people. But Bernie Mac is definitely one of those persons. And uh, he helped me. I always like the word motherfucker. But when he did the, the the Kings of Comedy, and he said, you know, Black people just use motherfucker different. You know, you seen that motherfucker, Johnny? That motherfucker old me $35 motherfucking dollars. I mean, he just <laughs> really, he really helped me with that. And so I just really like, you know, the word <laughs> motherfucker is good. I use shit a lot. Uh, ass is good, you know. I use you being an ass, you know. I use ass quite a lot. Uh, I asshole when I'm trying to say, you know, you're being an asshole. You know, I use that quite a bit. I don't say bitch too much. I say whole more than bitch, uh, <laughs> just because it doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. whole is very easy. It's a you know, it's one syllable word. I can get it in there. I can get it with emphasis. You know, look here, hole. It's, it's much easier for me to say, look here, hole. Look a bitch. You know, it's, it's, it's more. Yeah. You use
2: it as a term of endearment, actually. She, she really does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm is, trying to try is like
1: Yeah, hole is like saying, you know, friend, love, you know, <laughs> <Friends>. <laughs> family, you know, really, sir, ma'am. Everybody's a hole. Men, people, everybody. Children are not hoes, though. I don't use hope oh, for children. Not yet. Yeah, well, when you get a right, you grow, yeah, in grow into a hole. Yeah. Uh, I don't say ho to the dogs, even though sometimes it'll slip. I'll be like, you know, come here, ho. But then I say, oh, mommy, sorry, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, animals and children are not hoes, but everybody else.
2: Everybody else, fair game.
1: Yeah, everyone else is fair game, except elders. Now, I could be doing a video talking about elders, and I may say ho or something like that, but I would never say it to their face. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and if somebody shows a video and be like, oh, Megan said ho about the elders, well, I would deny it. I would just say, oh, ma'am, but well, that's not what I meant. You know, you know, the TV slant shit. You know, nowadays, the technology, they can make you say anything that they want. And so that's what they use. You know, they're trying to divide us, ma'am. And I have <laughs> always had respect for my elders. I don't give shit, excuse me. I don't care what the young people say. You got to watch these young people in this technology. always trying to mess up shit. I would never call you no hold to your face, ma'am. I never would say that. I've never said it. And I'll I, I go to my grave before I think. Well, well, Megan, I saw that you said, on the this it has got a slant to it. It's got a slant to it, ma'am. It's got a slant.
2: <laughs> I don't know what ho told you that, but they lied. Hey!
1: <laughs> I don't know what hoe told you that, but that hoe is a liar. Ma'am. Okay? Sir. Ma'am. Oh, All right, still... so, what's, so
2: what's your last, you have a last question, besides? You know what? I, I, I can't,
1: I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I have I, one in my head, and then and laugh. Um, yeah. Oh, we got were telling jokes. Okay, well, that's all right. So, uh, in closing remarks, I want to say uh, again, thank you guys so much for having me here. It's just been a, a beautiful moment in time where we can talk freely, speak freely, and I hope and pray that uh, those under the sound of our voices and those of us who are watching us so forth and so on, I really hope... Is that a kid? The no, it's our dog. dog. Yeah. Well, let's see the dog, because the Put dog is... He wants to be on television. Let's yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me. take Well, why he can't come over?
0: Because he oh, he's old and oh, and Andre. my right. God, he's huge. Yeah. Turn the camera back. Turn
1: the camera back. Turn back. Turn right. back. <laughs> I refuse to talk to that dog. That is. I'm thinking it's like a cat or a puppy or a child or something. It's a freaking massive. Isn't that a massive? No, a he's, a, he's a He's a blue nose pit bull. He's 80 pounds. Anyways, let the dog talk, okay? Because clearly the
2: dog will eat us all. So let him do whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, just let him do whatever. He, if I had known the dog that big, I wouldn't have even asked. Just, it's fine. Well, no, problem, no, no problem, sir. no problem, sir. Just do it. that's fine. Anyways, <laughs> let the dog talk for God's sake. Um, we don't want no problem. So uh thank you you guys so much again for having us, um, having me on here. In closing remarks, I want to say to everybody uh, listening, get therapy. Get some therapy. You, wanna, you have a question? Or are you just saying hallelujah?
2: No, he's, he's, he's lapping up water. We're trying to hear you.
1: Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you can't hear me? Okay, get therapy. It's really important. Get therapy. Get some counseling. Talk it out. Get the necessary tools that you need so that you're not angry all the time, so that you can have a better understanding about who you are, so that you can start from a place of Mm non-judgment. You really need to do that. When you talk to people that don't necessarily agree, let's say you have a problem with your mom and a problem with the way that you were raised, it is going to be very difficult unless she agrees it's gonna be very difficult for you to feel any type of justification or any kind of acknowledgement of your feelings when you're talking to someone who was the predator of your victimization and to get them to understand whatever perspective you have. It does not mean that your perspective is null and void. It just means they're not the person that you need to talk to it about and to get your confidence and your self-esteem level built up. There is a certain way of doing things. There's a certain way of processing things. There is a certain uh, migration and progression that has to come when you're dealing with issues and problems and social problems, emotional problems, psychological problems and mental problems, spiritual issues. There's a way that things are done. So I would just implore each and every person, if you're upset, if you're not upset, if you are um an introvert, but you don't want to be, if you become a hermit, but you don't want to be, if you think about what happened to you in your childhood, or do you think about what happened in your last relationship, and it just brings you so much pain and grief, get some therapy, talk to someone about it, someone that's not going to judge you, someone who is going to listen to you and give you the necessary tools to help you in your life. That is my closing remarks. I want to people to stop feeling that they have to hold everything in and they are they always try to hold it together and so they got to be strong for everybody else but no one is there for them there are so many of us who are trying to hold it together and we're really falling apart we're really really falling apart so get out there uh my my email is Megan at MeganMcGlover.com. My website is MeganMcGlover.com. My Instagram is Megan My Twitter is Megan Uh, My app is McGloverable. Um, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that because it's not yet released. But anyways, it's coming out. It's out, but it never mind. Anyways, edit that part, rewrite, rewrite, did that part. Anyways, so you can contact me. Um, I'm always available for you. I do affirmations every Sunday morning, 9:45 Eastern Standard Time, uh, where we're doing our meditations. I do affirmations, personalized recorded affirmations the whole night. But if not me, then get somebody. And for God's sake, don't let it be your pastor. Okay, go to a real person that has studied psychology do not go to your pastor. And you can tell him I said don't go to him too. And if he, has some, if he wants to talk to me about it, he can call me so I can cuss his ass out, <laughs> okay? A pastor should be telling you to go to a therapist. Pastors are not supposed to give you psychological and emotional counseling. They are supposed to give you spiritual counseling based in their religious beliefs. That's all they can do. They cannot talk to you about Buddhism if they don't know anything about Buddhism. They cannot talk to you about Hinduism if they don't know anything about Hinduism. You cannot talk to somebody who doesn't have any knowledge in the shit in which you want to speak. You cannot do that. And if a pastor thinks that he's, he, he, can, he can talk to you about molestation and rape and this and that and the other and pray it away, he's doing you a very serious disservice. You cannot pray all this shit away, people. So please stop trying, okay? All right, fantastic. Right, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. So, Megan, this has been, uh, this has been a, a pleasure. Like This has been hilarious, insightful. I Malik. Yes. And I just want throw to throw this out here also. Um, your book, Megan's Thoughts, that's available at that Amazon, yeah. just your website, both. Uh, go to my website
1: because you can get a signed copy from my website, a personalized signed mm-hmm. copy from my website, yeah.
2: Excellent. And Talking Good, is a podcast you have as well.
1: Yeah, um, And that, I, I tell you, if you just want to just get some information and just laugh, that's the place to go. It's just, it's just, just some information. And, uh, you know, I do research on the things that I discuss. I don't just, I'm not always just shooting from the hip. I have, you know, some actual, you know, studies. I give you different books that I'm reading from so forth and so on. Um, I actually have, I think, three, one, two, three, four, well, probably three, three podcasts that I'm going to record this week one is going to be how to tell your family that you're gay. And if you still ain't told your family that you're gay these days, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, you got Wayne, Wayne, Wade walking around with pink hair and shit and, and painted fingernails. And you got uh, men with full beards going into the woman's bathroom talking about they're a female. So I, I, I if, you, if you still ain't told your mama that you're a homosexual, the shame on you. I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, just do it, get it done.
0: Uh, and I have another
1: one. Uh... uh Oh no, you know what, it's actually two more. Anyways, and uh, fat ain't cute. So we're gonna talk about how, you, how this being thick is actually not cute, it's very unhealthy. And, and this whole idea of, 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 being, of being fat is, is not sexy. It's not, and it's not healthy. You know, they can, they, they're trying to make you think it is, but it's not, it's... it's, it's so I'm gonna talk about physiologically why uh, it's just not healthy to be fat you know, it's, you know, I understand being big boned, which actually is not a thing. But, um, being big boned or being thick or whatever, that's one thing. But just being downright fat and unhealthy, it's just not it's not a good, it's not a good thing.
2: at At least be, be, uh, be conscientious about it. Like if you like if you I'm big I'm big, I like I like being this well just no you like it's un, it's unhealthy but that you, you've accepted it and that's your thing. But don't, don't 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 think that you're doing healthy things when you're not don't don't right. think
1: and don't and don't claim this whole don't don't claim this whole oh I'm sexy because I'm thick type shit. That's bullshit. It's a lie. You know it's a lie. You 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 fat. That's what you are you fat and you unhealthy. And so we're gonna <laughs> talk about that. You know so I mean I don't know why we have to keep talking about it. You're fat and you're unhealthy. And so let's try to figure out a way for you to live better. But again, that's just another level of victimization. Oh, you can't tell me I'm fat. I'm uh, whatever they call themselves now. You know, you're fat shaming or whatever. It's like, girl, please sit down. Fat has been fat. So I don't know, is this a new word you're coming up with? Give me a break. Like, this is not what this is. It's okay for you to say, I have a problem with my weight. I'd like to be smaller. Uh, You don't have to be like trying to throw your big booty in my fake. you know, like, it's like, it's like, come on, let's, let's just make sense, make it make sense, okay, so yeah, so, um, uh, Talking Good with Megan McLevers on all the stuff, Spotify, yeah, all, and the pl- all the, the platforms, Apple, all right, so definitely
2: check Megan out everywhere, shoot, oh, and
1: I'm, um, I'm finishing up, um, Working out all the details with Billy Carson, I will be on here. I've already done one show with him, but I'm going to be doing my own show on Forbidden Knowledge TV that you can get on Apple TV. You can get mm-hmm. on Amazon TV, whatever, all the Roku, Roku or whatever, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on actually putting together like my own version of a talk show. Um, oh, nice. um, so oh, I'm remember. excited about that. So I'll be announcing that really soon too. That's um, really exciting.
0: Really, yeah, very, yeah. exciting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, so Megan is um a therapist. So if uh you know, like she said, get help, get therapy, you know, if you need someone to talk to about to talk so you can talk through your issues and so they're not haunting you, um, you know, she is a therapist. You can reach out to her. Uh yeah, and
2: MeganMcGlover.com.
0: Yeah, and all of her, all of your things will be on our show notes. of How to get in contact with you, mm-hmm. where to find you, how to sign up with you. Yeah, books, um, yeah all of that will be on our show notes. So we really support you, because it's really refreshing to know that we're not the only people out here, people of color, uh, of awareness and of, and of consciousness. And so it's really great to share with you, um, to share the space with you, um, because <laughs> it is a service that you know we need to you know get out to. The yeah. masses. Yeah, so it's that like, energy spread. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah.
2: That, yeah. 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 Spread. So thank
1: spread. you very yeah. much. Right. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up. I am not that
2: podcast. This was that.
1: I am not that. I love it. I am not that. Thank you guys so much again for reaching out to me. You guys have been such a blessing. Anytime, just let me know. Anytime. Anytime you need my little two cents, just... OK, listen, so, yeah, you and do you like, you don't, don't be calling me every weekend. <laughs> <Don't be kidding. laughs> you you know what I'm saying? What the hell? Are you you got to really I was already wrong right. way. You're going to take it around with it. And I was right here.
0: Right.
2: So, so, but don't
0: so,
1: so, call so. me later on this evening. Stop so I was thinking. I was thinking, like, like, I just talked to you. <laughs> right. I'm to to say, we right. hit stop, oh, your phone going ring.
0: That was excellent. Let's talk well, about what we should talk right. about. Okay. <laughs> no, I love you. I love you so. Thank you so much, okay. Mia. That's so much, everybody. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this uh, wonderful podcast, and we'll have her information so you can track her down and spot her like I do because she's very well worth it. All oh, right. Awesome. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much. much. Now, have a great hi, guys. Have, have a good day. day. Happy, Happy day. New Year. Right. Happy New Year.
2: Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments of any kind, we'd love to hear from you. That would be our email address I am not that podcast at gmail.com. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. So yes, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time.